Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. You're your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, pneumatic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Wow, wow, Argentina. Holy cow. I don't I don't think we've ever, you know, like unless you happen to have lived in Venezuela, there's very few amount of countries that are experiencing the amount of inflation that Argentina is experiencing, right? Uh, the numbers came in. We're going to cover that. Absolutely absurd. I can't even imagine what the life of an everyday person is just trying to be able to pay for goods and services, right? Just for food. Incredibly difficult. And remember, guys, like this is what it's about. This is what this is what the peaceful Bitcoin revolution is about. Because remember, if you store your wealth in Bitcoin, can't be debased. Can't be debased. Even if you're a little guy, right? This, this is the beauty of proof of work. This is this is why we we you know we we bang this message from the rooftops, right? This is the most equal, equitable system. Because even the the little guy, the the guy that has 0.001 Bitcoin is equal to Michael Saylor. They, they don't have more influence over the network, and then that protects them. Because what, what tends to happen in a proof-of-stake system, included that in there, is that they'll pick and change the rules, they'll change the monetary policy to benefit themselves, right? Even if it starts off sound over time, because people have the ability to do that, look at history, they always end up doing that. Right. With Bitcoin, it's beautiful because we've taken away the monetary policy out of the hands of humans. It's rules without rulers. Can't change it. That's the beauty of it. And it protects the little guy. And this is most important. And I know Alex Gladstein said it right. A lot of us have financial privilege in the West where the payment rails, we have relatively stable fiat currencies and we we lose sight of a lot of these things, right? The inflation rate isn't big enough for a lot of us to notice and a lot of us to ask questions, but that is complete. That's a completely different story in the global South. You have countries like Venezuela, like Nigeria. Today, we're going to talk about Argentina, where they're not adopting Bitcoin for speculative reasons, right? They're adopting Bitcoin because it's a necessity of life which is a much, much different conversation. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to we're gonna dive deep. But first, I want to introduce our awesome guest. And uh, we were on a panel together at Pacific Bitcoin. He is an open source guru. I know that might make him feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I, I perceive him <laughs> as that. This is uh, Moritz from, from Spectre. And we also work together at Swan, by the way. How are you doing, Moritz? Welcome to the show. Doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, please, no more of this guru stuff. This is, <laughs> this is highly uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was. And if 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 you were, I feel like you say that because I think uh, Bitcoiners in general, every time some credentialism sneaks in, you're just like, oh, no, no, don't judge me on the credentials. Judge me on my proof of work. So I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Um, I also want to introduce my legendary co-host, always optimistic. But since we have nihilist fields in the chat, <laughs> maybe one day Opti like becomes nihilist fields for the day. Never, I don't know. never, never. Not going to happen. Couldn't be me. Can't relate. Uh, yeah, man. Good to be here. Obviously, another day in paradise and another day making Bitcoin content. And since we have more from Spectre today, the culture is going to be about uh, Spectre and open source development. So I'm, I'm excited for this one. You know, I am just a Bitcoin media talking head, but at least we can get the signal out there for the devs. Awesome. Amen. All right, everybody, let's start the show. The Bitcoin Numbers Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, everybody. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 21,130 sats per dollar, 4,733. Block height, 772,412. Reachable Bitcoin nodes, 14,257. Blocks blocks to the halving, 
Ah, someone, someone got upset yesterday when I said having, 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 having. Anyways, 67,588 April, uh, having estimate April 24, 2024. It's coming up. It's coming up uh, next year. Total lightning capacity, 5,202 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 109 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.76%. And the market capitalization of Bitcoin, 406 billion dollars with a b anyways this is what i want to talk uh, you know it is the numbers after all so i want to take advantage of this first uh the you know lynn alden awesome says official inflation in argentina is running away at 95 percent. interest rates are high too but they are well below inflation which results in negative double digit real yields Right. And here is the Bloomberg article that gives a little bit a little bit more context. The headline for audio listeners is Argentina inflation hit three decade high of 95 percent in 2022. Goes on to say Argentina posted its highest annual inflation rate in three decades in 2022 as a political crisis exacerbated price hikes driven by the government's lack of a credible economic plan. Consumer prices rose 94.8% in December from the same month a year earlier. According to government data published Thursday, prices also rose 5.1% last month from November, accelerating after cooling in three months of the past four months. Tourism, alcoholic drinks, and housing costs led monthly price hikes. Later on Thursday, Argentina's central bank said in a statement that the board decided to keep the benchmark interest rate unchanged at 75%. Quote, keeping the reference uh, reference rate unchanged will contribute to the gradual deceleration of inflation in the medium term. Surging annual inflation expected to surpass 100 percent in the coming months has once again become the dominant issue in Latin America's second biggest economy. How high or how low or low inflation goes this year will have a major impact on Argentina's presidential election in October. And remember what we covered about a week ago. There is a presidential candidate that's currently, depending on who you ask, in second or third place in the polling that is calling that has actually identifying the root cause of the problem, which is the scam of central banking. The fact that the government, the fact that the state have the the ability to create money for free that everyone has to work for misaligns the incentives. But remember, a lot of these, you know, elite institutions or global institutions that supposedly, you know, have your best interests at heart actually don't want the people of Argentina helping themselves. From my perception, this is what it looks like to me. They're more concerned about keeping the status quo, even if the status quo means that the Argentinian people have to experience life under 100 percent inflation. Think about it. Every year, life gets 100 percent more expensive. And and that's the official rates. Do you actually believe that? That's another argument, right? It's another argument. that's another, you know, contentious issue. So first, our, uh, there's a there's a CoinDesk article. There's a headline: Argentine Congress approves IMF debt deal that would discourage crypto use. And remember, this is from March 18, 2022. Why is the question not being asked? Right? It, it, you see this with central banks all over the world. The question is never being asked. Why are people opting out in the first place? Why are people seeking alternatives? And it's always about central bank digital currencies. In fact, here's this UN report. That says, uh, you know, the United Nations spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries. But it's never talked about why developing countries are seeking alternatives to to, to their their state-run currencies, their fiat currencies, right? And it's because people are sick and tired of two things. They're tired of the censorship and they're tired of the debasement, right? That is why they're seeking alternatives. But it's never talked about. The issue is it's ignored even here in the U.S., by the way. Right. We had the uh, White House, the you know, the executive, uh, the executive order by the Biden administration that led the Treasury to write a report called the future of money. And that report, Bitcoin was never mentioned once. And then you have to ask yourself, like, why is something like Bitcoin never mentioned? Well, if something like Bitcoin is mentioned, that means that you're give, you're you're basically saying that a monetary network can exist without inflation also known as theft baked into the system right so they can't even address this but they go out of their way to handle uh, like hang a carrot on the stick in fr- in front of the Argentine Congress and say hey the IMF is going to bail you out but you have to discourage bitcoin and shitcoin use and it's not only the IMF the United Nations are in on it as well right so what is going on here what is going on here? That's the question. Like, why 
why are these powerful institutions that supposedly have the best interests of the people of the world at heart, why are they more interested in stopping the adoption of Bitcoin than actually helping the people of those countries? Imagine if the people of Argentina were already on, on a Bitcoin standard, then they wouldn't be experiencing 100% inflation, would they? But that takes away the the power from a lot of powerful people. That takes away the that takes away the central planning ability, right? That takes away the government's ability to, you know, control their populace through monetary policy. And I think that scares the living daylights out of them, which is why they're trying to de-incentivize this thing. But I don't think they'll be successful because we always say it on the show, right? Incentives are stronger than coercion. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? And then we'll move on to more. It's well, first and foremost, I mean, I think it would be a missed opportunity if we didn't point out that this is the inevitable end of all fiat money is this hyperinflation scenario that we're seeing in Argentina. This is the fiat standard. And on this point, uh, one of our very own here at Simply Bitcoin, Wynikus, is actually in Argentina right now. And just look at the amount of money that he has to hold right now. Like this is this is nuts and and he's been updating us the last couple of days uh last 24 hours it went from 333 or last couple of days 330 per dollar to 366 per dollar to 371 in the last 24 hours like look how much cash this is this is this is the end of all fiat currencies in real time and we have a uh, one of our very own from simply bitcoin down there and this is the fiat standard in action guys like this is why we tell you guys to save in bitcoin this is why we save in bitcoin because we understand what what the game is in in the fiat world and argentinians need to protect themselves and save in bitcoin like i don't know what else we can say if if um if more people down there aren't starting to stack Bitcoin or, or at least not looking for alternatives to save uh, in like in Bitcoin, then they should be. This is the time. This is what Bitcoin fixes. You know, we say it all the time. Bitcoin fixes this. But more Argentinians need to take Bitcoin into self-custody and, and start to save in Bitcoin because, hey, who knows how how much more out of control this fiat disaster can happen in Argentina, but man, it's not looking good. And, and I feel for the people in Argentina because man, I can only imagine how the, how I would feel in the States if, if I was in the same scenario. So absolutely atrocious. 100%. Moritz, what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, I've been following the Argentina story a long time after my military service in, uh, in 2001, I was in Argentina and the, the dollar peso was one-to-one -one packed at the time. So at, at the moment, the official rate is 180. What Vinicos showed us here is the, the, the rate that you get in the, in the exchange house, which are the cuevas, which is like the caves, they call it in the inner city of Buenos Aires. You go into a street and you go into like one of the, the basements there and there you can have a better exchange rate. So um, I've been following this a long time and um, they had their own sort of... Uh, uh, they had a situation in 2001 towards the end where there was called Coralito, where they were basically had a bank run and they were closing all the banks. They were converting all the dollar accounts into peso accounts and then devalued it for like uh, 100% or something or like signal 50% or something. They were devaluing it significantly. So um, it's very interesting to observe, especially if you understand like in Latin America, there's always what happens um what the what's reported and the mainstream and the elites want and then what's really happening on the ground and then people um are certainly opting into into bit, uh, bitcoin and to, to also stable coin as they want to move dollars in and out of the country which you cannot uh, or which is very limited if you want to use that um traditional um banking system because of the capital controls so it's 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 very exciting to see what's happening, and um, also like if you go onto Google Trends, you you can see how um, the Bitcoin um, search volume was significantly higher than in the United States or somewhere in Europe at that at that time. Um, so I think there are like a few steps ahead, and uh, the the show has been going on for forever. Like I have a cousin who just sent me an article the other day about Argentina and he says I, I was he was down there in 87 and it was already a complete um, disaster in 87 so it's a um, it's a long time coming and um, it seems to go into a hyperinflation now I mean the 
the peso is, is going up by the day uh, against the dollar. And um, it certainly looks like to be ground zero. And if you look back uh, in 1950, I think per capita, GDP per capita, Argentina was the 12th richest country in the place uh, in, in the world. Venezuela in 1950 was in GDP per capita was number four, the fourth richest country in the, in, in the world. So um, it's, it's sad to see how these places fall apart, but they sort of get a head start into Bitcoin. And um, that's very, very exciting to observe. A hundred percent. Like they do get a head start. And it, unfortunately, it's a it's kind of like a tragic head start. It's a it's a head start that requires pain. Right. But it is a head start nonetheless, because people are I, I don't a forced is a strong word, but you basically are because you're you you have to find an alternative to be able to put food on the table. Right. Like a hundred percent inflation is no joke like it. We all, you know, we've been making jokes about the U.S. This is what has been floating around recently, right? Which is the price of eggs. Like, oh my God, this price of eggs. Try doing that with 100% inflation. You're, you're witnessing the price of eggs double in a short amount of time, double, triple, right? And this is where it's at right now. This doesn't mean it's going to stop at 100%. And something that I, I think it was Mark Moss that said this, right? And I think, it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's good to remind everyone, right? Even if inflation comes back down, that doesn't mean that prices are going to come back down. That means that prices are just not increasing at that accelerated mm -hmm. rate. But that doesn't mean that they'll ever come back down to what they were before. Right. So it kind of goes back to this message that Bitcoiners have been basically screaming from the rooftop for, for a while now, which is no one should have the ability to create money for free. Right. Bitcoin doesn't matter who you are. Right. Doesn't matter how powerful you are. Doesn't matter what your political position is. There's a cost to making more Bitcoin. You can't circumvent that. And that actually protects everybody else. Right. It, 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 it creates a more equal system, more fair system. And the system that the IMF is arguing for, the system that the World Bank is arguing for, they want to hold on to that privilege. But what's never talked about is the consequences of that privilege. What are the consequences of states and governments having the ability to print money. Venezuela is a great example, like you said, Moritz. Nigeria is a great example. Turkey is a great example. Argentina is a great example. The people of those countries aren't benefiting from that inflation. It's the governments that are keeping themselves afloat. And you can make the argument that they're spending a lot more money that they don't have, right? So anyways, that's what, that's what we're all here. That's wait, 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 Nico, before we go on to the yeah. next segment, uh, can we acknowledge the point that Moritz said about Argentina inflation in 87? I, I think this is kind of something that as, us Americans can look into about like how long this whole inflation scenario might play out. Like it, it, it can play out a lot longer than most people are talking about on Twitter and, and a lot longer than you probably think it will. It, this, is a, this is like the next decade, the next couple of decades that we're going to be dealing with this. It's not going to just go away overnight. A hundred percent. It's it's here to stay. And but this is what it's about. Like, this is what the peaceful revolution is about. This is what the separation of money and state is about. And we we fundamentally believe we, I've heard I've asked Lynn and Jeff over the last uh, month or two. Right. First thing that I, one of the first things that I asked, I said, Lynn, is inflation necessary? Jeff, is inflation necessary? And one of the things that Lynn said really stuck by me, which is like, are you trying to tell me that an economy that it, in an economy, the money has to lose value for it to function like the money has to steal from. And if you break it down for, to that basic level, like think about it, like are we are, is, is that really true? Like it, it, it do, does people's money need to lose value for people to, to transact? Like it's such an absurd idea. But I think a lot of people are asleep to the alternative. But, you know, and the, the hope, the silver lining is that in these countries, you know, the, the, these are these are these are people that are going to wake up to the alternatives a lot quicker than a lot of us in, in the developed world that have financial privilege, developed rails, uh, relatively stable currencies. So anyways, everybody, let's get to the news. We also have a, a lot to talk about. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. 
use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, so one of the biggest banks in the United States, Bank of America. Bank of America says CBDCs are the future of money and payments, right? <laughs> All right, it, that, 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 that language again. The future of money is central bank digital currencies, right? Digital currencies such as central bank digital currencies and stable coins are the natural evolution of money and payments, Bank of America said in a research report on Tuesday. Moritz, how do you feel about that statement? I'm just, at this point, I'm just laughing about this. You know, it's... Um, when you have observed this and researched this whole topic about Bitcoin and, and uh, stablecoin, first of all, like why should central banks be so uh, provide a good user interface and user experience? I think the, the, the private market or the, 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 the private enterprise can solve this much better. And, and Tether has proven that they can build a very good stablecoin, which is um, doing its job. And so why should we should we go to CBDCs if we on top have Bitcoin, which is which is a uh, hundred, if not a thousand times better than than stable coins. And uh, but uh, yeah, the stable coins are sort of a vehicle. So I see CBDCs just like an additional on ramp to Bitcoin. And um, yes, and it will keep printing it and you shouldn't use it because they will uh, go into your privacy and, and, and violate your privacy wherever they can and control and then you want to whatever buy that extra ice cream for your kid and it's you don't have the carbon credits and then they're going to lock down <laughs> or you're going to say something uncomfortable about people who don't want to do specific stuff uh, or don't agree with the government and then they can lock down their account and they have said so i think mr carstens from the former Mexican central bank governor, who's now the head of the Bank of International Settlements, said it in his slip of thumb that it is a uh, it's a tool of control. They want absolute control um, about like your wallet, basically, and that's where Bitcoin is a complete different value proposition because if you run your your Spectre desktop wallet, your Sparrow, um, you have your own keys, you run your own node. You're sovereign, and you can you can really control. Like, like seriously, you're gonna take advice from a person <laughs> like this? I mean, it's 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 pathetic at this point, and it's 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 hilarious because it's January 2023, and this whole Bitcoin thing has been around for more than a decade. It has gone through all the the, the tests and miners being shut down and we had the block wars in 2017 and if you dive into the history it's um like sometimes i'm when people ask me still about bitcoin i'm just shaking my head and thinking like seriously it's it's 2022 2023 20, um, and you haven't haven't really looked into this and for some people of course it's difficult to create a confidence into bitcoin because you have all this uh shitcoin crypto circus going around so i i visualize this sort of like you have like this kind of a road like and on the one side of the road you have the engineering office where like very serious people are working on sound money technology for the 21st century like sort of the bitcoin people and on the other side of the street you have this theme park which shitcoin casinos and all kind of roller coasters and people are inventing tokens and like a lot of people go in, in in the front when the price is going up and it's exciting and some people leave with scammy lamborghinis and other people are leaving bankrupt from the back end so this is how i visualize it's like really two different sides of the road when you're when you're in bitcoin you're interested in in sound money technology for the 21st century and on the other side it's like a big experiment things blow up sometimes interesting stuff also happens it's certainly very entertaining and um yeah but um stay away from the from the shitcoin casino theme park i guess a hundred percent and you know it's interesting because uh it, it's interesting because and, and you said it like one of the first things that you said moritz which is why like what are the real reasons as to why they're really introducing these things 
Like, what is the what are the actual motivations? Right. You know, you guys have heard it a million times now. Not not only is it simply Bitcoin. Now you've heard more. It say it as well. You're questioning this. Right. The case that we make at simply Bitcoin is like, OK, you know, like, obviously it's because they feel threatened. But it's not only simply Bitcoin anymore that thinks this. Uh, we have some receipts. Now the Financial Times is uh, is coming to these conclusions themselves too. Check out this article for audio listeners. The headline of the article is, it's an opinion piece that says, why central banks, uh, why central banks should not push ahead with CBDCs. <laughs> these four paragraphs. It says, so introducing CBDCs really means... Quote, making central banks reserves more widely available than just the counterparties. This naturally raises the question, who else should get them? Non-bank intermediaries, households, all companies, residents only or foreigners, too. Many of the motivations for doing doing it are suspect. I detect that's not simply Bitcoin saying that I detect that some are doing it for a vague notion that CBDCs are the future. Others worry that central banks that don't do a CBDC will lose in a global currency usage. This is pretty much irrelevant unless you're either the U.S. Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, or the People's Bank of China. Even then, the race has a current victor, the dollar, clearly. The things pivotal to to that reserve currency status in the future are not whether a state has a CBDC or not. It is more than the institutional health of the sponsoring country and whether they are good for their debt. One motivation cited is to head off the threat from cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or, or similar. This is not a good reason. Cryptocurrencies are such bad candidates for money. Oh, man, you hear that? Interesting. They don't have money supplies managed by humans to generate steady paths for inflation and are hugely expensive and time-consuming to use in transactions. They also can, they can also be dealt with through laws and regulations, not cajoling the central bank to provide a wholly new competitor asset. Now, that's the thing. I think that a lot of the things that they identified, right? I think they, one of the things they mentioned, right? It was like, we shouldn't introduce central bank digital currencies. Uh, Bitcoin and cryptos are not the threat, but it's not the reason as to why you think it's humans should be in control of inflation. Humans should be in control of these things. What would people do without monetary policy? And my response is, Look at fucking Argentina. Look at that. That's there's your example, bro. Argentina inflation hit three decade high of ninety five percent. There you go. There's central banks doing their thing. So what is the world that they're proposing in? If you live in the United States, if you live in China, if you live in Europe, you don't have to feel the consequences of inflation, but everybody else does. What is your response to that, Financial Times? You don't have a response to that. You always ignore it. It's but it's it's funny how they're hitting it from this from a different angle. And then they're also pointing out the obvious. This is like, why do countries really need a central bank digital currency? Oh, it's not because of crypto and Bitcoin. It's because, uh, you know, you know, people need to control the monetary policy. People need to set the inflation rate. People need to do this. But you still don't need Bitcoin. None of that is talked about. Right. But I just find it fascinating. And you have to get into the mindset of what the financial elites are thinking, right? They read the they read Bloomberg, they read the Financial Times. This is this is their current thought process, but I think over time, right, as number go up, technology does its thing, right? As Michael Saylor, uh, Michael Saylor and Naim Bukele are vindicated, they can only keep that narrative up for so long. That only works for so long because when and if the experiment in El Salvador works, it's going to prove to everybody that not only is inflation not necessary, an economy runs better without it baked in, right? And that's why they feel so threatened about El Salvador. That's why all these publications attack it. And that's why I believe Michael Saylor had some political attacks as well, right? There, you know, they they not only did they sue him for taxes, they also sued his company as well, right? So this is this is crazy. Things are warming up, but it's funny because you know, the people that we're supposedly arguing against are even admitting it themselves. They're like, uh, you know, these CBDCs, I don't know how necessary they are. They're saying the quiet part out loud. Moritz, uh, what did you think of that passage? I, I thought it was absolutely I think, hilarious. I think the managed by humans is it's that's not a feature. That's a massive bug. <laughs> and like, let me tell you one story about managed by humans. I think in 2017 or something, there was a story from Liberia in Africa, where the Liberian Central Bank um, ordered a container of paper money 
some from some uh, provider from Europe and they had a whole container of Liberian dollars and uh, it was delivered to the harbor. The central bank employees come, they check everything, they lock it up and they, for some reason they leave the container in the harbor for the night and the next day the container is empty. <laughs> you can look it up and they, they actually have a, a whole song, like an African rap song, like where's my, where's my container, where's my dollar? And like this is an extreme story from, from Africa. But if you think that Christine Lagarde has more a clue about how to, where to put the, 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 the interest rates and how to manage monetary policy than these African dudes, they are in the same same ballpark. Like if we three would try to run a central bank, it would be a complete disaster. Like probably. <laughs> so like nobody should, especially humans, shouldn't be in, in charge of, of managing this. And I think if you have digital scarcity with um, um, with Bitcoin and it's 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 built the way it is, and the, 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 it's just like a way better engineered. And there's an interesting thing to, to circle back to the CBDCs. And um, there's a quote on Reuters from uh, Christine Lagarde, 2019, I think, where she says, like, if there is an escape there, we have to close this escape or something like this. And um, I think I made a meme out of it and f f was flying around on Twitter for some time. But this is how they think about this. They want the CBDCs and they don't like Bitcoin and the, and the stable coin and, and all this crypto thingy going on because it is an escape for people to escape the, their current managed system, basically. It's, an, it's, a, it's a, a, a possibility if you're producing content, which is not well received by the mainstream and they shut down your bank accounts, you still can continue to receive donations. You can still get support from your listeners. It's one way to, to, to escape this kind of a, a matrix we have here. And um, yes, so I'm very, very uh, excited about this whole uh, Bitcoin story. And I, the more they censor, the more the people have to find out or like the more they're shutting down um, bank accounts of dissidents. There's a very interesting development currently going on in Brazil, where the Supreme Court um, is, uh, is is getting very powerful and um, shutting down bank accounts, similar to the story in Canada. And a lot of people are, are waking up to 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 the they have to wake up to the to the other opportunities they have. Um, and and one certainly is is Bitcoin and other media platforms there. 100%. And someone posted, someone commented in the in the live chat, and I thought it was a, a great comment, right? Which is the system is managed by a convicted criminal. That's not just rhetoric from, you know, the Simply Bitcoin chat. It's a fact, right? Uh, Christine Lagarde has been charged and it was proven guilty too with a crime. And she's the one preaching to us about how, you know, Bitcoin is going to be used for criminals, right? So the criminal is projecting onto us, which she is herself. Anyways, uh, Moritz, did you know that Christine Lagarde um, is Optus' ex-girlfriend? <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, someone wants to know, does Chrissy have more insight how to manage money? Well, she sure knows how to spend it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, anyways, I think one one point uh, in regards to that CBDC article that Nico pointed out from the Fiat Times, uh, that was a senior advisor of the Bank of England. So it's not just like a random person, you know, random opinion piece on the Fiat Times saying that CBDCs are trash. Uh, it, it's someone that, that has a very intimate relationship with CBDCs, but it's something we say, and then to go back to the Bank of America article that started this, you know, Bitcoin exposes everyone's incentives and the Bank of America is just shilling their bags. You know, they're just talking their bags right now and they're just gaslighting the average person out there because, you know, not everyone has or not everyone is as hyper focused as we are in regards to Bitcoin and CBDCs and digital money. And so, you know, a lot of people may fall into that narrative of like, oh, CBDCs are here to protect us and they're here for, you know, it's, it's much innovation, much wow. But like money is already digital. And uh, as Moritz said, I, I really love this. He said, you know, CBDCs is simply a tyrannical tool of control. It's uh, we I, I'm going to steal that meme that that works all the time. And we say it 
on this show, I think I say it every single week, uh, the Christine Lagarde quote, if there's an escape valve, people will use it. And this is why they're so terrified. They're like chickens with their head cut off. They know that Bitcoin is going to disintermediate their whole livelihood. And, um, you know, they need to innovate or get left behind. And Bitcoin is that escape valve. So take Bitcoin in self-custody. This is why we tell you to do that every single day, because we're winning. Amen. No, we're winning and they know we're winning. That's why you have all these central bankers freaking out. We had the Central Bank of India. We played you the video yesterday. He's saying the quiet part out loud. This is what winning feels like and more, more winning to come. Anyway, anyways, everybody, let's talk about open source stuff. Let's check out the culture. Let's do this. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. I, I, I want to tell you about BitBlockBoom. It's be the biggest Bitcoin conference in Texas. You don't want to miss it. It's August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. It's not a shitcoin, NFT, or blockchain event. They talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and only Bitcoin. And yes, Opti and I are going to be there. You can take advantage of the promo code, all caps, simply Bitcoin. Get a big discount, BitBlock, boom. Also, check out Un uh, Unconfiscatable. is another awesome Bitcoin conference in Las Vegas, December 7th and 8th. Opti and I are going to be there as well. You can take advantage of the promo code simply Bitcoin 10 to get a big discount on your unconfiscatable tickets and hope to see y'all there. What do you have All for right, us guys. today? So uh, Morris just sent us this. You know, we love memes here. So we're going to we're going to highlight the meme. Yes, this is what Christine Lagarde always says, because if there's an escape, then people will be using it. And on that note, uh, we always say it here on the show about the importance of self-custody. And since you are, as you put on your Twitter, pleb in charge at Spectre, um, I think I think the, the first place we'll start is what would you tell people who haven't taken Bitcoin into self-custody or think that it's too hard? We'll start from there and then we'll go into Spectre and some open source dev stuff. Yes, um, I mean, there's often said that it's very difficult to, to custody Bitcoin and um it depends how paranoid you get about everything. I think like buying a, a good hardware wallet, um, getting a Blockstream Jade, which we also support with a Spectre desktop wallet, um, a Bitbox or something uh, Bitcoin focused, setting up the hardware wallet, writing down the 12 words and keeping these 12 words a secret is from the process pretty easy. The problem then comes in if you start protecting a large amount of money or Bitcoin and did this sort of like, do you trust a single SIG wallet? Do you trust a USB connected wallet? Do you trust all this? I mean, we have made incredible improvements all there. And um, it's, it's a different story from 2018, 17, 19, when we started out and um, started building our first hardware wallet, the Spectre DIY, which you can assemble from, uh, like parts you get at an online electronics store, which is nice because when you buy these electronics parts, you basically um, don't tell the seller that you're going to use it for, for Bitcoin. So yes, this is the, the hardware wallet, which we started with. It's, it's uh, still, um, you can still assemble it. It's, it's, it's very nice. It supports not only Bitcoin, but also liquid and um, has a really nice iPhone 4 screen, very powerful device used by, by, by many people around. We have a 300, uh, no, 250 people Telegram group around. And when we were building this, we were looking for the Rice Companion app. And then when we were looking around and we're thinking of Electrum and stuff, we were thinking about, okay, let's do the, uh, let's take the Bitcoin core note that has all the features in there, but they're sort of hidden. Let's write a, um, um, a desktop app, the Spectre desktop to really access this and also access all the multisig um, possibilities and from the beginning we were already adding other hardware wallets because we wanted to have a multi-vendor approach that if you do multi-sig that you can uh, take a treasure or take a cold card and and maybe a spectre diy or something and um, we were very we were very proud of the spectre diy because the first guy who did the casing uh, one of the first guys who did the casing was the seed signer 
and the seed signer did a beautiful casing for the for the Spectre DIY. And then basically he took our library and created the seed signer from this. So the Spectre DIY is sort of the bigger older brother of the seed signer. And um, it's uh, and this has become a life of its own, but they're both built on the same library, on the Embed library, which is uh, maintained by Spectre and especially by our former CTO, Stepan Snigerev. Awesome, bro. Absolutely awesome. Uh, Nigga, do you want to jump in or something? No, man. I'm blown right, away. Right I, now. I have more questions. I have more questions. So one of the biggest developments for Spectre last year was uh, the partnership with Swan. Um, yeah. And people people are wondering on, on the, the live stream, and I was going to ask you as well, how does the open source, uh, how do people contribute to the project? Can anyone still contribute to the project? And then we got Nihilus Fields in here giving us the hard-hitting questions of uh, what's preventing Swan from closed sourcing this open source license at Spectre? So Spectre is MIT open source license, and... Um, we know all the Bitcoiners at Swan, Corey, Jan, and, and the whole team. Uh, and we have a strong commitment from, from them that they want to continue Spectre Desktop as a MIT and, and the Spectre DIY as a open source uh, MIT license pro project. So anybody can contribute. And if, whenever we do uh, crazy closed source stuff and we, we, we sort of lose the, the, the way and we are not uh, focused on, on the Bitcoin mission enough, then People can come in and, and fork it and, and 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 make it better. I hope they fork it into an MIT license so we can play back and forth. I mean, that's the beauty with the seed signer. Like the seed signer guys, they did some nice UAI stuff and then we recycled this nice UI stuff back into the Spectre. So it's a it's a we want to do a win-win situation here. And the partnership with, with Swan is great. We were at the point where we were um, looking to uh, expand out of our uh, free open source software, GarageBand, uh, GarageBand style jam there, and it was a it's a great uh, partnership because we build something that that they want to uh, integrate in their product portfolio and what they need, uh, which is a desktop wallet, and uh, we build some infrastructure which can help in future custody solutions. So it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a great matcher, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Um, and then one more question. I, I have a few more, but if there's a developer out there uh, that wants to contribute to open source development that is on the fence, what would you tell them to contribute to either open source development at large or the Spectre wallet uh, specifically? Um, I, I mean, it depends on the person, what the person is, is most interested in. Some people are into mining, some people are into wallets, some people are into the deep Bitcoin core development stuff or like getting interested there. And we, we, we have a ton of fantastic stories of people who didn't even, weren't even coding. Uh, and within a few years, they, they're making pull requests to Bitcoin core. So I would say like, find your niche, find what you are really passionate about Bitcoin and um, look for a project that, that you really like. And um, you certainly uh, like, if you make valuable contributions and you, you, you maybe you want to start with fixing some small bugs here and there or help improve the documentation. And um, uh, all these projects, I know they are very welcoming. They're very happy if people actually show up and get their hands on, get their hands dirty um, with, with making their contribution to making the whole Bitcoin ecosystem and infrastructure stronger. So um, like, just review what you what you see out there, and um, if you see a project where you say, "Oh, I, I like the I like the project, I like the people, um, this is the kind of style I, I like," and just jump in and and try out. And if that doesn't work, like maybe transition to another project and 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 see what's going on there. So it doesn't have to be a, a first shot match or whatever. And you can contribute about a range of projects, and. Um, yeah, people who, who work in the space, uh, like we are very happy when people show up and, and, and uh, contribute. We have some really great guys out there who are like, if you start to find out what they do in their private life or in their, in their professional lives, there are some very qualified people, but also people from all lives, uh, walks of life who are just passionate about the Bitcoin. So that's the great thing about 
um, being in the technical space here in, in the infrastructure stage. Because you can read all these books and the Bitcoin standard and you say like, okay, it's Bitcoin standard, whatever, cool story, bro. But if you start going to the, especially the technical conferences and you start to talk to the developers, especially like the, the people who, to, who do stuff on the protocol level and you realize the brain power which is hanging out at these conferences. And a lot of people don't even go to the conferences who are the, some real massive brainies. Then you start really building the confidence about Bitcoin and realizing, okay, this thing is unstoppable. Like, and I mean, there are attack factors and we have to be really vigilant. And certainly as Corey says, it's better to avoid the war. war. But like at this point, I think we are just uh, going through the movements of mass adoption by now. Like this, this 10 years. I mean, of course, the fiat currencies, as you mentioned before, like the, the dollar will be around for a long time. Um, when you look into Venezuela, they inflated the hell out of the Bolivar. And people still use Bolivar bank accounts. They still do payments with Bolivars, probably they pay their taxes with Bolivars. So it takes a long time to for these uh, how you say uh, fiat shit coins to to really die and it's probably a generational thing like if the generation before us uh, sort of uh, disappears sadly they will also take all this uh, fiat infrastructure with them because i cannot imagine my nephews of 5 or 10 years that they will ever go into a bank and open a bank account and then deal with these ridiculous online banking platforms and you have to answer questions if you receive ten thousand or fifty thousand dollars in your bank account and you have to explain where this money comes from and otherwise they don't unlock your account i mean it's just bananas yeah, insanity. Okay, last question. Uh, and I was going to ask this, maybe give some people the teasers, but we got, a again, Nihilus Fields asking uh, an addition to the conversation. So I was just going to ask, is there any new developments or features in the work for Spectre that that the, our audience should be looking out for? And then Nihilus Fields wants to ask, uh, will Spectre include coin joining built into the wallet in the future? Is that on the timeline or... Uh, what what are you guys going over there? Of course, you don't have to uh, dox information that that you no. don't want to release yet. But give the people can, some teasers. Um, so, like for for us, like you you can go into our GitHub. You can see exactly what's going on there. Um, we are doing a, a sort of a revamp of the front end because uh, at the conference on our panel, Keith Mukai actually told us more. It's, you you have a great UI, but it's so 2020. We need to we need to go to 2022. So we're doing a really nice revamp, really great work done there by by our team, and um, we are also working on a public Alexum server for easier onboarding for people. So this would be um, probably one of our next releases in the in, in, in the coming weeks, and um, then to the question with the coin join um, and everything. Um, desktop, um, when you talk about privacy, we already support Liquid, which has confidential transactions. Um, I think Liquid is a little bit uh, underrated in the space. It is a really interesting, useful infrastructure. And um, to answer the question, Conjoin, I think we we, um, we should do this uh, just to stay competitive. I think if you are in three, four, five years in the in the market with a desktop wallet and you don't have a coin join or any of these privacy features, be it Wasabi, be it uh, Whirlpool or join market, you will not be Oh, looks like uh, looks oh, like right in the sauce. Oh, there you are. He's back. Oh, yeah, He's back. So you have to figure out how to do the UI UX easier and um, the market you, you have to have to go there so we don't know how fast we're going to go there um i hear good things from my conversations with uh, i think wasabi is getting added to a treasure and um, they announced this i think at the baltic honey badger so they're making progress and uh, let's see how treasure is solving this um maybe we wait a little bit and see how they burn their fingers with this and and figure out the right infrastructure and everything 
and um, certainly others. So, and we are agnostic between the Whirlpool and uh, the Wasabi war, to say so. We like both teams, great teams, and um, like we, 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 we see um, the more privacy, the better. Yeah. Awesome, bro. One, one million percent. And it's made Moritz, you made me extremely bullish. I'm, I'm you're, make, you're making me bullish on uh, the whole open source movement. Huge fan of Spectre. I, I, I remember when um, I do remember that that device. I remember the first one. I do remember that. Yeah, I have to hook you up. I, I have to hook you up. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I, I really, I, I really appreciate that. All right, Opti, it's time for. Uh, you want to do the intro because you do it best. Always have it. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboomracks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboomracks. Let's go. Man, I, now I'm going to play the video of opti doing an intro and uh i'll redo some i'll redo some nico I'll, I'll, I'll get back into it anyways this is your favorite portion of the show it is the meme review and as i tell you guys all the time we are in an information war you guys are the frontline soldiers so continue to meme continue to make the content continue to blow the normies minds out there with your bitcoin uh propaganda as i like to call it lovingly call it propaganda anyways as nico said in the past and i absolutely love this tweets are the bullets and memes are the artillery so continue to put your hat in the ring anyways this first meme is brought to you by at maxi's club obviously anytime i see a maxi's club i'm gonna pretty much put it on the show just because i love the artwork and uh, we got a little you know a little pepe with butterflies on the on a nice grassy field and he goes i identify as a sovereign individual you can call me toxic slash psychopath and he just put 277 maxi id this next one shouts out to mr robot aka at the bitcoin doctor on twitter and he goes your keys to freedom hashtag bitcoin and he's got this little bitcoin gold coin as your keychain i we need to make some of those someone make those that's that's kind of tight anyways this next one is by at coinfinity and he goes change my mind hashtag bitcoin and it's uh the standard meme of the guy holding up the cardboard uh sign he goes if you don't own bitcoin if you don't own any bitcoin then you don't own any money oof big oof this next one shouts out to rdbtc aka rd underscore btc on twitter and he goes hashtag bitcoiners to a red flag uh bitcoiners bull and the no coiner is is a bullfighter with the horn up its butt and it goes their dumb opinions on twitter this is how it be on twitter uh anyways on yesterday's show we had uh an, a meme on the on the topic that we had yesterday india central bank's cost for bitcoin banned so shouts out to 100 million sats and he goes that's okay and it's just a bitcoin meteor about the smash into the central bankers and in this case it's a ginormous meteor crashing into planet earth uh let's hope that that meme doesn't fully play out specifically <laughs> more metaphorically <laughs> all right this next one shouts out to 21 jclp and of course nico and i say this every single day and we touched on this topic today as well it is bitcoin or slavery and so this little artistic piece where we got bitcoin where you go up the golden golden steps into glory into Valhalla, i guess it would be number go bitcoin. up number, going number go up, up. And then we got slavery, and it looks like hell with the beyond dollar. Monetary demons, bro. Monetary demons, exactly. Monetary demons. So you guys already know. Drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover our scores. And, Nico, I think uh, I think this is the portion of the show where we show represent, bro. Oh! Come on. No, Nico's bro. sleeping. No, you did the handoff wrong, bro. We do we give our scores first, and then whatever, whatever. we show represent. A hat. You're Get dropping the ball, hat. Opti. You're dropping the ball, bro. I, well, I don't need a hat. I don't need a hat, bro. I don't need a hat. Yeah, you got okay. luscious locks. I don't need a hat. Okay. 
Anyways, uh, we scared off Moritz. Look at what you did. No, nah, he's getting a meme review score. Look at he's what getting you did. ready. You scared him off, bro. Guys, check out representltd.com. Awesome merch. They're dropping Simply Bitcoin merch. <laughs> oh, ready. Yo, look at that meme review score. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. I need it's one a, of those. It's a construction hat. It's a construction hat. I wow. like it. It's not any construction hat. It's actually one from the Bitcoin mine in El Salvador. Oh! <laughs> oh right. Wow. No. That, is, that is a good piece of Bitcoin okay. merch. I'm going to give it What's, Satoshi on a horse. Satoshi oh. on a horse. Or is the okay. guy fought? Well, I'm going to say it's Satoshi. It's yellow on a horse. Okay. Well, uh, in honor of Moritz and Spectre, I have this unfinished 3D printed uh, hot pink Spectre case that I was given at Miami conference. Just knocked over my coffee cup. He's dropping everything. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Check, check out representltd.com. Uh, they make awesome merch. The Simply Bitcoin merch double, drop. The double shill. Opti, Opti, show it off. No, I didn't give. I didn't give a proper shill first. Uh, so this is the orange pill shirt, the peaceful revolution on the guy on the back. Guys, the simply Bitcoin merch, like the hoodies, basically sold out. There's some shirts left. Opti's wearing the hat. Get your merch soon. Take advantage of the promo code simply dash Bitcoin. Get a ten percent discount. Anything on the store. Anyways, guys, this is simply Bitcoin live. So we are going to read on oh, Nico. Uh, Bitcoin live just says that Moritz score. That's the best score. That's mm. the best score we probably I, had on, on the show. All right. I we got agree. one in here already. We got a few in here. Okay. First one is by. Hotcoin. I give the memes a carbon credit from Opti's Christine, Opti's girlfriend Christine Lagarde. <laughs> Nico, dude, I, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk about that meme. We're gonna Why? Have to talk about it. Why? <laughs> they don't even know about your your ex ex girlfriend Janet Yellen. All right, hey bro, the just P-man, wait till the they're P-man together man. though. <laughs> the P man, the the demon, bro. The the oh man, the demons come out again, okay. again. The P man, I give the memes. Wait, all Opti. these scores are about <laughs> Christine right, anyway. Lagarde doing a dine and dash in one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, Elaine, shout out to shout out to you. Says I give the memes Christine Lagarde's orange jumpsuit and sad face as the doors slam shut. Oh. I like that. Be- Bitcoin Becca, I give the memes out. Uh, give the memes one of Christine Lagarde's silk scarves. Okay. 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 They're nice uh, scarves. Lucky Red Fish, happy to have you. It says, I give the memes Joe Biden's classified files. Oh, Ooh, a little bit of a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Igor, I give the memes a building sticker. I like that. I like that. All right. Next one, Opti Phil's has a uh, Phil C says, I give the memes the capital to Peter Schiff's. Bank. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, there's no more. But Becca, obviously, I have embraced the meme. Uh, as Nihilist Field said, uh, Opti naively joined Simply Bitcoin, gets memed into a gill fetish. This is what you're at right now. This is my life. <laughs> All right, one more. Hold on. One more. In honor of Nihilist Fields. Nihilist Fields, the polar opposite of Opti. Score. Lagarde's, uh, exp- uh, score. Lagarde's expose about her heartbreak over Opti become, become a Bitcoin saint. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that joke will live in infamy forever. Anyways, everybody, Opti software release or Plebsite? Uh, site, site. Let's do it. Plebsites. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher grid by cypher safe and now check out their new bitcoin art the bitcoin rulux triangle only on cyphersafe.io let's go guys well you already know i showed you guys the site today on the show but i didn't give you the url so today is specter.solutions Go to the website, go check out uh, what what uh, Moritz is working on at Spectre, download Spectre desktop for yourself, download the firmware to create your own DIY wallet, hardware wallet, hardware signing device, whatever name you want to call it. Uh, again, Spectre.Solutions. Let's go, guys. Let's, let's wrap this one up. Awesome guests, Moritz. Thank you so much for for joining us today on Simply Bitcoin. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online? 
Um, yes, I mean, the best place to follow us is on at um, Spectre Wallet or um, MW Etersheim, which is a, my terrible second name. And uh, it was an honor to be on here. And I hope to see you all uh, soon. And um, we do some spaces, I hear, on Twitter now. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. The party all right. continues all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a party. It's going to be a pachanga. Uh, we're hosting the spaces with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin, best place to stack sats. Shout out, producer Jacob. Yeah, guys, so it continues all the way to 2 p.m. Moritz, thank you so much for joining us on Simply Bitcoin Live. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. And when Moritz said, the party continues all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Spaces. So you go to the Simply Bitcoin Twitter account and you can see us there. Love you all. We'll be back tomorrow, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. 